Hi, welcome to Hot Topic. Uh, I'm Pete G, and tonight I would love to welcome back to the program a lady that I've spoken to regularly over the past five years. A lady who I once described as Carolyn Warrior Princess. <laughs> the person I'm referring to is, of course, Carolyn Priest Mackenzie from Hoo-Ha. And Carolyn, I might say it's fantastic to catch up with you again, and I'm really pleased that we're talking on the radio because um, trying to chase you is like trying to chase a <laughs> a rainbow oh. um, it's very very difficult and that's because you're always so busy and of course the reason why you're so busy is there's so many animals out there that need your care and attention and that's really what it's all about isn't it you know the hoo-ha thing has um, one underlying mandate and that is it's all about helping us help animals isn't it? Absolutely Yeah. 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 So anyway um, over the last four and a half years we have heard an awful lot about 157 acres of property that you bought at the top of Haywards Hill and you were going to t- turn it into the animal sanctuary of the world. Well, I can't <laughs> believe that today we are sitting here right on the top of Haywards Hill looking over the Hutt Valley and towards um, Soames Island and the beautiful um, Wellington Harbour which is not looking too bad today, it could, it has looked better but it's not too bad and the view up here is totally panoramic and Carolyn, I cannot imagine anywhere else in the world that you would rather be than right here in this paradise we're really excited and it's um we're hoping it'll be a place where animals can come and heal but people can come and heal a little bit too yeah. so uh, we're going to hopefully get a lot of people from communities coming in and, yeah. and spending a special moment here helping yeah. the animals yeah so um starting from the very beginning i mean i know you've had a few ideas about um how you would house the dogs and and this sort of thing and i think a couple of years ago you talked about dog pods and things like that um you've changed a little bit on the idea haven't you yeah i flip flop around a little so we've Mm. had a porticon made and then fitted out but we're a bit worried that if we had them shut up at night and say the sun came in um extra bright in the morning we might cook the Talks in the pods, so um, so the the idea was good, but it just didn't quite work. We didn't, we weren't quite confident it was functionally yeah, correct. Yeah, so yeah. now what we've got um, are these what are they? They're well outpost buildings. Um, yeah. They're originally sort of based on a stable, except they've got these huge covered verandas that come out that are two and a half meters long yeah. at the front of their bedroom so the dogs Mm. have a bedroom that they can walk into lie down it has a ranch slider and then two and a half meters of covered decking out the front Um, and so that just breaks the sun coming in and then they'll have about four meters of um, outside running and then dog parks dog walking um, enrichment fun we've even got a swimming pool (laughs) (laughs) coming so yeah yeah, so it should be really good so it was really about keeping them as comfortable as possible Yeah. yeah so how many dogs would fit in a pod? Um, two. So they're back yeah. to back. So one dog um, has its veranda out the front and then yeah. one dog backs onto that has its veranda out the back. Right. So the whole building, I think, is um, 
Oh, the whole thing is 30 square meters yeah. and about, I think it's about eight meters long. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it's very, very cool. We're really excited. Yeah. We're just, as we sit here, I can see the first ones going up. And yeah. we're just waiting for silvery aluminium who are... Um, oh, yes, I know them. Yeah, they're yeah. lovely. Yeah. So they're, they're helping us with the corrugated iron. So we're right. waiting for that to arrive. Right. Yeah. So when you have probably when you get a whole lot of them together it will be kind of like a, a dog residential park. It'll be like a village it Yeah, totally yeah. will and then yeah. in the, between the dog pods we'll have what I wanted to do um, the, the piece of land that they're sitting on down mm. the hill there mm. it's like butterfly wings so one butterfly wing is going to be um, the rehabbing dogs and yes. then on the and they can be the ones that perhaps sometimes they're emotionally rehabbing too so they might yeah. just not be quite ready for um, sort of public um, access yeah. and then on the other butterfly wing it will be um, ready for rehoming so right. rehabbing right. on one side rehoming yeah. on the other yeah. so those dogs people can come in take yeah. and walk and have a great yeah. time with and then between the two wings down the center there the body of it um, mm. that's going to be an admi administration block with a little community oh, hall right. and so we've been lately going to so many disaster responses where we've had to quickly put up temporary housing yes. and accommodation for yeah. Um, yeah. people's animals who have been evacuated yeah. so we're building a little hall so that we can do that um, yeah. and then we also just got a grant from um, Transpower and that's to fence off a lovely big area specifically for oh, okay. animals if they do get evacuated they can yeah. come and safely yeah. stay yeah. with us so yeah. yeah we're kind of trying to think of everything that we can do to help people help yeah. their animals in every situation. Yeah, I'm just actually doing a rerun through my head as you said about rehousing because of course this is the whole thing. These dogs are coming from all sorts of environments where it hasn't been user friendly as far as they're concerned mm -mm. into a holding um, pattern where they then go out to their forever homes, 100%. I think you call So it. we want them yeah. to feel like they're home while they're waiting for a home. True. So true. we want it to be, a lot of shelters are very stressful. There's a lot of yeah. wire and yeah. mesh and barking yes. and reactivity and um, yeah. it, it can be really stressful. I mean, they're yeah. safe and the people who care for them care for them so much. And we, we have this problem at Otaki. We've saved so many lives there, but there's still the element that it's not a uh, it's not purpose built so yes. there is that sort of element of it being a bit dysfunctional and yeah. it does affect the dogs yeah. so we're excited that this this will be all nestled so we'll have beautiful like little pittosporum hedges in between yeah. the dogs so that they don't rack up against each other and right. um, we'll have areas where small dogs can walk safely without being bounced upon by something yeah, big and unruly true, and true. Um, yeah but then we'll just across from where the dogs are um, there's a bit of a gap and mm. then we're going to have a wee vet clinic that also has a cattery right. and we're going to do lovely big um it's all the trend now catios and they're they're big outdoor enclosures okay. to go and yeah. drape in yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to have several catios um attached to the the building and yeah. so half of that building is it's um it's a um like a residential house that we've had kind of rejimmied a bit yes. so half of it is the cattery and then the other half of it is um the vet clinic okay. and we'll have two surgeries um right. and yeah the team will be working from there right mm -hmm. so in addition to that coming up the hill where we are right up the very top you've got a selection of other animals as well oh yeah we have um everything you can imagine to be fair mm. so right now on the land already we have 
ponies, um, little miniature ponies, and this land is great because it's not fully developed. We haven't really grown grass yet, um, and these ponies obviously are prone to founder or laminitis. So this little, they've got two acres of a little scraggy hill, which they're loving, and they're yes. thriving. They're doing really well. Yeah. We've desexed the boys, and we, um, we're yeah. just going to start spending more time to see if we can get them into homes. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a little area... At the moment, we had recently 47 rabbits come in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we've wow. desexed them all. Um, we've got them in our pop-up cattery in Patanui, but we, yeah. we want to build an area where people can see how rabbits should be. Yeah. So many people, you know, everyone assumes you get a rabbit, you get a rabbit hutch. And yeah. I think a hutch is a handy uh, part of their yeah. their sort of environment but it shouldn't be the only thing they have yeah. so we want to do some gorgeous rabbit outdoor areas incorporate vegetable gardens and yeah. just really show people so you can teach deserves. people how to yeah. look after a rabbit 100% come yeah. and adopt a rabbit but before you do um, yeah. we Learn can help them yeah, yeah and we can yeah. also um, show them how to develop their home so right. that it's all bunny proof right. and then we're going to obviously care for wildlife and we've been this is a little controversial but we talk about caring for wildlife, not just native wildlife. Mm. So we, we are prone to rescuing the odd hedgehog, which causes great controversy. Why? Um, well, I, I think they're gorgeous. Obviously, yes, they, so do, do I. they do yeah. kill, um, yeah. you know, the odd small thing. But I think, you know, we get a lot of birds that come to us that have flown into buildings or cars. So yeah. I don't think people are kind of should take themselves off the hook as far as killing our native wildlife. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, no, we, if an animal needs our help, we will help it. But we yeah. would never release it back into a scenario where it's going to cause harm. Yeah. So yeah. we just we just are very sensible yeah. about um, long-term plans for any animals. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, you've also got cattle here. Oh, yeah. So they're passing through. So we've got the last of the Christchurch cows. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Episode? Yeah. So yeah. The, the girl who we got, I think, 150 cows from, or 160, um, she'd held on to the last sort of 15 or so. Yeah. Finally, um, she came a cropper and needed us to take the last few. Right. So we were so excited. Yeah. So we've got six still down in Christchurch that I'll drive down next week and yeah. start getting them into yeah. homes. And then these little guys here, um, Tess, who is sitting beside me, um, she's been busily finding homes for them. So they've okay. got homes to go to, hopefully, if everything checks out. Right. So right. they're fat, though, which is really right. good, because when right. we first met them, they were emaciated, and yeah. some of them were Yeah, dying. I saw some photos. Yeah. They're not very nice. Um, actually, probably a good point. Um, you just mentioned Tess. Tess is sitting in the truck behind me, and welcome to the program, Tess. I know I'm going to be seeing more of you and thank you very much for driving me up a very very interesting and scenic drive um, through some wonderful wildlife I might add and at one stage I um, I yelled out the word Scotty because I <laughs> felt like I was in Barry Crump's truck <laughs> we were bouncing that much over the road so uh, it was quite a thrill and um, thank you for a wild ride probably not quite so wild going home thanks <laughs> Thinking about my intending lunch. Um, but yeah, uh, Tess, um, you've only been a recent import into the hoo ha um, circus almost. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and as we, as we say, what do you think of it so far? Oh, I love it. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's diverse. Yeah. It's exhausting at times, but, yeah. you know, I think you get your energy as well. Right. From so um, your role in the scheme of things is what? So I'm the communications coordinator okay, yep. and Carolyn's EA. Um, yep. 
So I'm first point of contact for a lot of a lot of phone calls and emails yes. and yeah. you know information gathering. I'm just trying to give that those people their first yeah. kind of um, yeah. touch points so that yeah we can work out how best to help them. Really. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So over um, a period of time, you'll almost become uh, not only a, P, a PA for Carolyn, but you'll also become a spokesperson for Hula and and the ob- aims and objects of the whole organisation, really. I told her she could aim for CEO if she likes. <laughs> I want to retire one day, <laughs> bringing along the young'uns. But, um, well, the one, the one thing that I've noticed, um, you know, in the time that I've spent talking to you guys, both when you had the vet clinic as well, and that is that the team that you seem to be able to um, to get people to gravitate towards are always so committed to yeah. your ideals, and and that doesn't just happen by itself, does it? You know? No, there's good people out there, and it's quite. I find that um, there'll be a lot of people out there who this mm. could be a real passion for them, yeah. And it's just finding it, and I think what we've lacked in the past is. Um, a real place for them to come yes and that's what we're building here yeah. and then it, as they say it takes a village yeah the more people we get to come yeah. in and help and support i think yeah. the more we'll be able to yeah. do hopefully change the landscape for animals yeah. in new zealand so as far as the um as far as the finance side of things is concerned you've got the the two shops uh, one in Patoni and um one in otaki yes so how are they doing they're doing good they're really mm. cute and they have amazing stock people bringing really amazing um sort of secondhand clear pre-loved items and right. all the time and, yeah yeah and they oh, i'm choking on a bug <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So they bring um, items in all the time, and um, they obviously get rehomed. So we rehome yeah. clothing as well. <laughs> um, so you haven't got the um, you haven't got the ethical shop in no, town. No. What we've done with COVID, yeah. it just made sense to yeah. not pay the lease. There weren't people around doing the shopping that there used to be. No, no. So we were really lucky to be able to exit our lease. Yeah. Um, but but we actually switched someone in, so a shoe shop has gone into good, that, good. which is cool. So we didn't leave anyone high and dry. No, no, um, we no. left. We left and, and we found someone to come in Great. so we could leave. Um, and then we've gone online. So Tess actually has been helping me, or she's been doing most of the work, yeah, yeah. Um, find products. So Good. hopefully in the next sort of probably week or two, people will be able to buy all sorts of exciting yeah. things from us. Um, yeah. And we're bringing out Christmas socks. Yeah. So people will be able to have Christmas socks yeah. this year. Very exciting. Now, have you still got your animal line of products oh, that yeah. you're doing? The, yeah. Yes, Whoop. Um, so we do, and it's um, really popular. We don't advertise it much, but um, it's always we're always running low, and they're always chasing yeah. me to make yeah. more. So it just is an amazing product that really helps animals who have a skin problem. It helps yeah. that that skin heal and regenerate. Yeah. So um, you still have to work out what causes the problem yeah. in the first place and yeah. try and eliminate that. Yeah. But as far as bringing the skin back to good health, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah. So the last time we spoke, um, you still had the Stokes Valley Vet Clinic, and and you decided quite rightly that it was kind of like almost conflicting it having was hard. the two. Yeah. So now that stuff. that's gone, yeah. um, you're now full time able to develop uh, and focus on. Yes. This, so you know. we're building a new vet clinic. We still have a vet team, and they basically 
um, cruise between the different um, they cruise between the different sites. So yeah. the moment because we haven't finished building, we've got horses in Tihoro, we've got yeah. uh, farm animals in Kotoki, yeah. we've got the cats in and bunnies in Paltanui, um, we've got some ponies and cows here, we've got cows in Christchurch, and we've got um, dogs mainly um, at Otaki. They're all over the place. I yeah. know, right? So um, the vet team cruise around amongst them. Sorry, I'll see if I can... Yeah, sorry. Yeah. There we go, yeah, they did it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what was I going to say to you? Oh, but, um, yeah, they also have a desexing caravan that we've made. So right. in Otaki, they're parked up there and they okay. desex animals and do smaller surgeries yeah. there, which yeah. is really good. That's good. Yeah, so so by the sounds of it, you've got some vets on tap as well. I mean, I think you're a vet too, aren't you? I'm a vet nurse. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. bossier than a vet. I'm a yeah. vet nurse. Right, okay. Usually, yeah. yeah. the vets around. So but, but I mean, the main emphasis is the fact that, you, that you've got on tap access to Yes, so they work people. for us. Yeah. They're our employees, yeah. and they, um, they're amazing. And we just, um, every week, we have a new, a, a new mission. Um, we're bringing in animals all the time that need checking yeah. and they have yeah. health issues so yeah. it just really really helps to have yeah. you know access but we use Massey University a lot as well yeah. um, sometimes we'll have critical cases like um, you can hear barking that's yeah. probably there's a little black Labrador bouncing oh yes outside. I saw him yeah he's so excited so he has um, he has a problem where his esophagus has dilated and he has um it's called an aortic arch where um his plumbing is all wrong anyway right, from right, his heart right. to, uh, to yeah. around his esophagus yeah. um and so he needs to have quite a major surgery in yeah. a couple of weeks he can't yeah. swallow food right, easily right. and keep it down yeah. so um yeah. he'll be off to messy for that and then yeah. we were with messy yeah. last week and then we were with messy the, the week before yes it's ongoing yes. yeah yeah uh, it's not a it's not a short trip going all the way up there. I mean, we were supposed to do this last week and all that's of a sudden right. a dog got oh, on the way. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's where you were. So, um, yeah, and I mean, this is really what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, it's 24-7 from your perspective to be everywhere where you're needed, basically. Yeah, and we're, yeah. we're servicing the whole of New Zealand. Yeah. So we're obviously incredibly committed yeah. to Kapiti and Wellington because, um, yeah. you know, that's our home. But we do dart all over um, yeah. the country. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, just briefly, I'll mention um, you put a video up some weeks ago, which I saw, and it made me realise just how um, draining from time to time, emotionally draining, your job must be. And uh, it was to do with the almost overwhelming um, burden of having to deal with these people that do farming for just about every name of animal that there is out there and it just seemed at that particular stage overwhelming and and I mean the thing is <laughs> we're all human Carolyn and and while I might call you Carolyn Warrior Princess um, sometimes your sword you've got to put it down because it gets a bit heavy and um, and, and that was one of those moments and I, I might say as I said to you earlier off um, yeah, and that is that my heart went out to you um, because like a lot of people I follow um, what you've been doing I think it's an incredible crusade and, um, and even if we 
don't support you in any other way we do as far as our um how we feel about what you do you know mm. um and i think even that must be of some consolation to know that you're not alone um and and i, I really mean it you know and and i just think it's a fabulous oh, thing that you, you do and um and that's why i really enjoy um you know our talks because you are so full of enthusiasm and it is incredible and, and it's also contagious and i think your team yeah. um they illustrate that yeah you know and um yeah, so on behalf of all the animals that can't talk for themselves, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. And um, probably a good um, time to to um, end this interview, but as I say, Christmas coming up, that is a difficult time for animals as well. Sometimes people walk away from animals and forget and leave them behind. Yeah. Um, so it, once again, while people are enjoying lots of turkey or whatever there's other people that aren't so lucky so it's going to be another stressful time for you but once it again is. my we message know. to people over christmas apart yeah. from just being really attentive and really yeah. thinking about yeah. where your animal needs to be um, yeah. a lot of people might forget to book them into boarding kennels or yeah. um so just be really aware and be careful of what they eat because they yeah. can overindulge and eat the True. wrong things too True. but also my message would be adopt don't shop so yeah, um, yeah. we've seen a few local pet shops that are selling an awful lot of puppies yeah. that will be coming from, my breaking point was around puppy milling and yeah, just yeah. our inability to stop yeah, it when it's yeah. just causing so much damage to the people yeah. that, who are buying those puppies yeah. as well as the puppies themselves. So, um, you know, we have, we've got a Pomeranian come in yesterday. We have at the moment little Chihuahua crosses. Right. Um, you know, if you want your cute little dog, do try a shelter. We do have yeah. them and they're adorable. So yeah. um, you yeah. don't have to go to a pet store no. that's no. feeding the beast no. um, in right. your own pocket. Yeah, you can absolutely. Come to, to shelters. Fantastic. All right, Carolyn, once again, thank you very thank much for you. your time. Um, carry on the fight and, and we'll keep watching and supporting because it's an amazing job that you do. Wonderful. Thank you. And Tess, thank you as well. Thank you. Whoa, if I could talk to the animals, just imagine it chatting with a chimp and chimpanzee. Imagine talking to a tiger, chatting with a cheetah. What a neat achievement it would be. If we could talk to the animals and learn the languages, maybe take an animal degree. I'd study elephant and eagle, buffalo and beagle, alligator, guinea pig and flea. I would converse in polar bear and python. I would curse in fluent kangaroo. If people ask me, can you speak rhinoceros? I'd say, of can't you? Our furry friends, man the animal, think of the amazing repartee. If I could walk with the animals and talk with the animals, grunt, squeak, and squawk with the animals, and Lord, they could talk to me. Think what fun we'd have asking over crocodiles for tea. 
and maybe lunch with two or three lions, walruses and sea lions. What a lovely place the world would be. If I spoke slang to a orangutan, all the advantages any fool on earth can plainly see. Disgusting Eastern art and dramas with intellectual llamas. That's a big step forward, you'll agree. I learned to speak in antelope and turtle. My Pekingese would be extremely good. If I were asked to sing in hippopotamus, I'd say why not a must, and I would. Stop and think a bit. There's no doubt of it. I could win a place in history. If I could walk with the animals and talk with the animals, grunt, squeak, squawk with the animals, and they could squeak and squawk and speak and talk to me. They would talk to me. Well, that was um, Carolyn Priest-McKenzie from Hoo-Ha. Next week, we'll be talking to Chris Simpson of the airport. This will be the first show of a new series that I'm starting in the new year called Capity The Way Forward. Um, And uh, we thought we'd uh, we'd talk to Chris at the um, Paraparamu airport and get his views on... um, We'll be going forward from there uh, with the airport. So um, in the meantime, that's our show for this week. Uh, we'll be uh, back uh, with you, as I say, with Chris Simpson. And um, look forward to you climbing on board next week.
program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast, and through the AccessMedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.